0: What's going on this week? Hi, Joe. Um, we just got back from Idlewild. Oh, how was that? It was a really great break from this weather that we're having, which is just unbearably hot. You're having a heat um, wave? Yeah. Yeah. This week's supposed to be like in the hundreds, I think. Oh, wait, wait. <laughs> well,
1: <laughs> oh Yeah. All I can do is make <laughs> noises for you, like <laughs> noises of disgust. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but Idlewild was like no more than eighty, like low eighties. So it was it was really nice. Nice,
1: yeah. It was very peaceful. Okay, so um, in Idlewild is
0: where we are having our uh, retreat. Yes. So I think uh, everybody will be pleased with the location. It's gonna be it's gonna be a great time.
1: Excellent. Um, and at that time, this is in November, so what's the weather typically like in November in Southern California? It's chilly. Is well,
0: it? up in the mountain, it's oh. going to be pretty chilly. Okay. Yeah. Right. It'll it'll be cool. It'll be, I think, uh, 60s. Oh, so that's still, like,
1: leggings, sweatshirt weather, and maybe yes. they have a fire pit there. We don't. I, can, I couldn't see from the pictures and stuff, so.
0: Yeah, we'll see, because it's still, like, they're still uh, doing some renovations and stuff to it, so we'll see what we get.
1: Excellent, excellent. Um, anything else?
0: Uh, oh, I started reading. So, uh, do you are you reading a book or anything right now? I started reading this new book. I want to talk to you about yeah, it. Yeah, I am. I am. What are you reading? So it is called Central America's Forgotten History: Revolution, Violence, and the Roots of Migration.
1: Light reading. <laughs>
0: a little bit of light reading. Okay. What what I like about it is because okay, so my mom's from El Salvador. And uh, I know she came here in the 80s, which was still when their civil war was going on. And I've always heard about the atrocities of it, of how awful it was, how many family members we lost, a lot of extended family members, cousins and stuff, we lost neighbors. Um, and I heard all these horrible stories, but I've never known why. like why was this happening? What caused it? Anyway, I even asked my mom, so I was having a conversation with my mom, so I'm telling her, I'm reading this book, and I'm like, mom, why did the civil war in El Salvador happen? And she's like, I don't know. She's like, they, I just, she's like, I just remember they were killing up politicians, they were killing important people, and then this war broke out, and it was just this, and and so I'm like, so you don't have any idea, like, why, like, why it happened. So it's crazy how even somebody who lived there and lived through it like your memories are jogged and so that's what the book is about it's about uh the collective the collective memory and how because history is written by the people in power so it's written from their perspective and so it's understanding the history of what happened in these countries and the point of it being i'm not done with it yet but the point of it is is that like there's all this conflict that happens in these countries and a lot of this the US is giving money to to these forces to come and, and do all these horrible things to its citizens and then when the citizens start to flee the country and come, you know, here for safety, then we have the audacity to be like,
1: Keep no out. Keep <laughs> out. don't come here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's
1: like So what I don't the understand fuck? why are they giving the money? How does this benefit the, U, the U.S., if they know that there are atrocities that are being, um, you know, made against these uh, people?
0: Well, it's different for each country. But like, for example, in Nicaragua, it was about uh, it, it was the freaking banana, the dole banana,
1: Dole banana people.
0: It was essentially a corporation was there and they were the biggest landowner in the country. And then a um, a new guy came in trying to run for president. He's like, we're gonna take our country back, and we're, you know, we're gonna kick these Americans out. And then this, uh, these people that were part of um, this business essentially gained allies with with the U.S. Although I will say, a lot of like the, the president's cabinet. Was already like part of, they were also on the board of directors for the company as well. So, so it's a
1: corruption, regardless uh, of what country you're in or what government you are from, you're corrupt. Yeah. Yes.
0: Yeah. So that's so, so I mean, long story short, the they were not going to have it. Like this corporation was not going to have being kicked out. And so they gained the, the US support to help keep them there and violence ensued and to the detriment of its people. All so right.
1: again, Just a little light reading, you know, (laughs) super interesting how you broke that down because a lot of people don't know. There's the term, it's called whitewashing, um, Mm -hmm. which, you know, that's a derogatory term in itself, but, um, you know, the general idea is that, um, you know, that history is viewed, like you said, through the, um, or it's, it's shared through the lens of the oppressors versus, you know, the oppressed and it's, it's sad because real stories aren't, you know, put out there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I am reading um, Your Soul's Love by Robert Schwartz. He's one of my favorite authors. He's got three books. Um, Mm -hmm. He's a hypnotist who offers between lives soul regression. And so, um, you know, um, a lot of people maybe know that life between life and, um, you know, the planning stages is sort of like my, it's my passion. It's, it's, it's the thing that I could talk for hours about, but He's had one book, um, and it's basically called Your Soul's Plan, where he talks about how you plan the life before you're born. Um, mm-hmm. Then his second book is The Soul's Gift, and that just goes deeper into it, and where he gets into examining the pre-birth planning like process. That's what got me hooked, oh. um, and also that's what helped me realize when I opened up my own akashic record how um, how I'm a soul, I'm a soul. I help people plan their their soul blueprints on the other side that's sort of my job and then this is his third book and this one is called um your soul's love and this one's really cool because he goes into um he explains er, or he explores the pre-birth planning stages of how we pick our loves and um you know or the absence of them based on things like it's broken down into like fidelity impotence um, um, raising children after the lo- alone after somebody dies being single you know why some people are single for so long which was really interesting to me because oh um, I'm still still single and so it, it, it's really really cool but um so he's like I said he's one of my favorite life between life authors and um,
0: That's so interesting. Speakers. So is that a long answer, though, for that? Like why people are single for a long time?
1: Is... Um, there's there's a ton of them. Um, there okay. are blocks. There's karma, karmic debt, karmic lessons. Um, a lot of it, though, has to do with karma. Sometimes it's just experiential, right? People just have to experience um, solitary lifestyles. But one oh. of the things that sort of interests me is that people that write these or when a soul writes a specific Experience in their soul blueprint, they also Mm -hmm. write um, the desire to have that experience or to be okay or content with that experience. Okay. So, somebody who's meant to be single is going to be sort of like resigned and content with it.
0: They're going to be cool with it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because I was going to say, so then, so then if you're a person who's single, but you have like this yearning in your heart to be with someone or to have, you know, that relationship, then that's probably not what you chose for yourself.
1: I feel seen. Right?
0: Like, <laughs> yes. yeah, then that's, that's, yeah, then that's not, that's not what you're meant to have. That's not what you're going to have. That's not what you wrote for yourself. If you feel that way.
1: Yeah, no. And that was sort okay. of one of the reasons why I was so like, this book came out at the perfect time because I was, you know, sort of uh, worried and lamenting, like, you know, yeah. am I doomed? Um Did I write no. this experience in my own soul blueprint? And he's like, well, probably not. So no. You
0: yeah. know, yeah, that makes that makes perfect sense. Especially, okay, like I know I have a lot of friends um, who have opted to not have children. Yeah, and I and I see them and I I understand I understand their logic behind it, but also I see within them though that they don't they just don't have that yearning. Zero. Have, yeah, which is which is like like perfect, mm-hmm. right? Because that's if that's the road you are meant to take, then you're comfortable being, you know, riding down that road.
1: I've never, ever once, I've never wanted kids, always known I wasn't going to have them. And I've never had a a yearning. A friend of mine who's also childless and she's in her like late forties. She just did a post today, which, oh my God, Mm -hmm. I cracked up out loud. She said, and I'm paraphrasing here. Basically she said, um, she was in the grocery store and some, a mom and some little kid, she went up to the kid and the kids started talking to her and the mom was like, no stranger danger. And she uh-huh. said, um, my life is complete. I was just, <laughs> like, and again, I'm not telling it as funny as I is when you read it, you know, on a Facebook post, but basically she's like, uh, yeah, I'm like the least stranger danger person available. Cause I don't, I don't, I don't even want to go near kids.
0: I'm not going to take yours. <laughs> I don't
1: want yours. I don't want my own. Certainly don't want yours.
0: <clears throat> yeah. So that's funny oh man okay All right, so uh, do we have any events coming up anything I'd say
1: we do we have a big
0: (laughs) big event coming up yeah so we have our journey of the wild a plant medicine retreat so we announced this last week and so far we are we're very limited on spots so we have five spots open right now and once those come they're sold out and that's it we can't make room for more so if you're interested there is a there's a a form on our website now where if you need to ask more questions or schedule payment plans whatever you whatever you need to know whatever you got to do to help you out or to make you feel comfortable um it's all it's all there so we can have a conversation
1: Yeah, you guys, the new website, it's um, esotericspodcast.com. And I have got to tell you, Fiora did it all from scratch herself. She dove in and just did it. She's like, I can do this. I can do this. And I got to be honest, I was like, I don't know. Projecting my own inadequacies onto you, uh, you guys. Honestly, and I was not expecting it to be anything fancy. Just you know, this one or two pager. This is a legit website this girl did. So I am giving you your props. She, thank you, fucking killed it. It's amazing. Please go there and um, look at all of the cool things. It's got all of our episodes on there. It's got our classes, our events. It's got bios about the two of us. There's pictures of us.
0: We're both kind of lookers. So. <laughs> you know.
1: And um gosh, there's all sorts of things there's. It's just a fun website to browse so.
0: Yeah, and it's going to keep growing because we're going to be able to have our online community on there and then once we get more events and stuff scheduled, it'll all be available on there. Seriously.
1: So. We it's... we we plan to rule the world. We just want to give you guys a heads up so you can get in on now it, on it now.
0: Yeah, you going to get on. Be the first on the ship, guys.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and um, actually, three of the spots are one is one is taken, or one is gone. There are two that are spoken for. So, if you want more like them, three. yeah. So technically, there's only three. So if you want them, snag them. Yes. Okay. Listen, t- this week Fiora's is gonna gonna teach us about something. So what are we talking about this week?
0: Well, today we are talking about dreams, mm. the state of dreaming. <laughs>
1: I'm so excited.
0: Yeah, so actually I did a I've always been into studying dreams. Like I have I have a pretty good memory as it is just in waking life. Um and I think guess that maybe has somehow translates over into my sleep as well cuz I do remember the majority of my dreams. Um I've always had some kind of dream that I would remember since I was a kid and I would normally I was like my mom and I on like the drive to school and stuff in the morning, we just talk about our dreams. Cool. Uh, um, and so she, my mom's actually the reason why I owned a dream encyclopedia from being like really small. Like I, I've always had one because she'd be like, I had a dream about some snakes. Go look it up and tell me what it's about. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so I'd go and I'd look it up and every time it was something, there was a, there was a meaning to it. Mm-hmm. Everything, you know, so definitely looking at a dream encyclopedia helps because sometimes we just straight up don't know but I think there are also things so when you have recurring dreams and if you have like recurring images or animals or places that you see there you're gonna also start to build like your own dream encyclopedia as you like write down your dreams and you realize like oh okay this is what was happening around this time and this is what this is why I dropped that, like put the two, two together. Yeah,
1: it's similar to you're developing your intuitive abilities, you know, with symbolisms or symbols yes. and signs. When you get the same symbol, it doesn't necessarily, it, 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 what it means is really um, specific to you versus, mm-hmm. you know, a turtle yes. isn't a turtle if it could be mean slow to somebody
0: right exactly so like for example that's a perfect example so like a turtle like for a turtle it could be like somebody that's they're maybe feeling like they're going through a recluse stage yeah. where they're you know in their shell yep. and, they, and they feel uh like they're not ready to come out into the world as who they are or for so for somebody else it could be that they're moving too slow like they're not getting to where they want to be fast enough exactly, so
1: exactly exactly it's it's about interpreting those signs so cool. yes cool.
0: yeah So, uh, Carl Jung, the father of, of psychology, also talked a lot about dreams. And he explained that a lot of times our dreams were directly related to our psyche and what's going on in our subconscious. So, a lot of times what dreams are, are just that. It's us working through subconscious information, subconscious thoughts, feelings, and we're working through them in the dream state. And... I guess I, I imagine that it's different for everyone. I know just from my personal experience, my dreams are always this crazy, heightened, exaggerated version of the truth. Yeah. Did you have dreams coming into like pre-quarantine, pre-COVID? Did you have any anything like that? You know,
1: not that I can remember, like specifically. You mean about mm-hmm. COVID or any prophetic dreams
0: or whatever? Yeah. Uh huh. No. Anything like that?
1: Pre-precognition no. isn't really one of my stronger abilities.
0: Okay. I had for a solid two years, Wow, I I would say since like 2018, definitely. I've had dreams about kind of two different things. I had dreams about the end of the world, like, like a literal like apocalypse Mm -hmm. and like freeways were just packed with people trying to get out. And I was always like, why do I have this? Like, what's that Elijah Wood? <laughs> the that movie with the when the meteor's coming you know and like the
1: <laughs> oh gosh oh my gosh I don't know but yeah there, it's well there's like a bunch of them you know like the day after and all that crap.
0: <sighs> Yeah, a a deep impact. Oh. Um, So it was like I'd have like these deep impact dreams about like everyone like running and and anyway, so there was that for a a minute. (laughs) Which you can't really run from an asteroid
1: (laughs) or a a, a tsunami. I mean, running is futile.
0: So I would have that. And then um, towards the end of 2019, I was just dreaming of islands like that we all lived on islands like we were all everybody lived on their own little island and we were just surrounded by water just water water everywhere um and then you know we ended up in quarantine and everybody stuck at home so <laughs> so when it finally hit it was kind of like Oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> and at the time you weren't aware
1: that you have prophetic dreams so you didn't know what to think of them no it,
0: it did freak me out though because i was like i don't want the world to end <laughs> like <laughs> and, and also don't want to like, like I, I don't i also don't want to like put myself in a you know get myself hospitalized because i'm having these crazy dreams Well, that's true. like if i tell people right So, so I've learned to just understand that for me, my dreams are always super exaggerated. So.
1: Yeah. Well, and because dreams work, your subconscious works in symbolism again, super exaggerated, mm -hmm. right?
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Dreams are absolutely always very largely symbolic. So what I wanted to talk about though, was to give some tips on, how to help like how for somebody that's interested in doing this kind of like dream work uh dream recollection stuff tips on how how to improve your your retention of the information um your memory retention um so one of the first things to do is just to improve your sleep habit do you have a bedtime routine uh, no
1: <laughs> <laughs> no I, no i i can't think of an area of my life where i'm where I'm have zero routine more than that.
0: <laughs> for, so for a while, what I had done was, um, I, I don't look at my phone once I'm like in bed and ready to get myself to sleep. I stopped, I stopped doing that because I know that, um, definitely does affect the biggest thing that affects me though, is watching TV. Oh, yeah. If I watch TV right before going to sleep, it is a hundred percent guaranteed I'm gonna have a dream about whatever I was just watching. So when we were watching *Handmaid's Tale*, I had. <gasps> to- <laughs> oh, that'd be kind of cool. <laughs> no, it's you know not. how many times I ended up as a handmaid. Being, as a handmaid, it's not fun. <laughs>
1: Listen, my I watch either one of two shows in order to fall asleep, if I'm not right. watching something specific. The Golden Girls or Murder, She Wrote. So, I mean, it's a crap shoot there. I,
0: it's, so
1: I'm glad I, mean, I don't have that.
0: I mean, Golden Girls, I mean, I don't see how that could be a bad dream. But Murder, She Wrote, I maybe I wouldn't want to be part of that story. Oh, yeah, it's all that, that hard-hitting
1: <laughs> Jessica what's her nose murder
0: yeah i and i have had some dreams that are so like i just dreamt a movie i'm like i should be a hollywood writer like that movie that dream was epic like there's helicopters there's like this whole scene of like people escaping and like yeah there's like this whole like like a hollywood movie in my dreams i'm like you know, if I ever need a second career,
1: <laughs> you, could. you could be like, okay, spirit, I need to channel a, real, a blockbuster. Let's go. A
0: blockbuster. Go. <laughs> yes. Yes. I have like these blockbuster dreams. But anyway, so the reason why uh, you should avoid these electronics before going to bed is because the blue light emitted from electronics sends a signal to your brain that you need to be awake. It's the same. It's just the same way why we sleep with if you, if you sleep with room darkening shades, uh, and then you can sleep for much longer because your brain has not picked up on the light, you know, the natural light coming in, letting you know, hey, it's time to wake up. Yeah. One of the things, though, I've talked about this before because it's not easy for somebody to just like, oh, let me just start not doing this thing. <laughs> like, it's hard to stop eating the junk food. You've got to replace it with something else, right? It's, okay. It's, w- w- yeah. Like... So, if you replace your electronic habit maybe with journaling uh-huh. or reading, so I found like for for some reason, watching a movie versus reading a book, I can read like a crazy book that has like a crazy story in it and you know, violence and whatever. I won't dream about it. No. If I if I read it, but I, it's the visual thing that that. Connects me.
1: Well remember we talked about this, the reticular activation system. Um is that the body or the brain thinks in pictures versus yeah, so maybe that's why.
0: Yeah, yeah, that would that would make perfect sense. Uh also though is with, with journaling whether you just want to journal about your day and just write it all out Mm -hmm. one of the things for for me that helps me is because sometimes I have trouble sleeping because I'm like oh my god I have to do this tomorrow I have to do that blah. you know I have all these things or I forgot to do this forgot to do that so I'm like have these things running through my head of all the things I haven't done or need to do or whatever write them down yeah and then you give them the liberty to not float around in your head anymore now they're on paper not gonna forget it it's over there and now I can rest nice. So that one's like one of my favorites. I, I do it all the time. I do that actually when I'm like stressed about work. Cause I, I'll get overwhelmed. Like, Oh my God, I have too many things going on But it's like, no, no, you don't just mm-hmm. write them down. Right. And then watch yourself cross them off. Yep. And it's, yeah, it's very, it's very nice. Yeah.
1: I love checklists, to-do lists. I have to have them because I will forget them. And so mm-hmm. when I write them down, and then you look back and all the things you crossed off and you're,
0: it, it makes you feel like
1: I accomplished something.
0: Exactly. It makes you feel very accomplished. Yeah. Um, okay. And then when it comes to trying to hold on to your dreams or recall your dreams, avoid looking at your phone immediately after you wake up try journaling instead, even if it's, you're just writing a couple, like because if you're not used to remembering your dreams at all, even if it's just like a couple words or maybe some colors that you saw, yes. just small stuff. And it doesn't, so you don't have to sit there and write paragraphs. So you're just writing down a couple words and, and that's it. But you're just trying to get into a, a consistent um, cycle of, of doing this. Yeah,
1: And this sort of just sets you up for that, the consistency. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, uh, okay. One of my favorite things, and this has actually worked really well for me, um, is to make an offering to your guides or your higher self, and you can offer them like a crystal or even like an open bottle of essential oil, um, and you can put it just like on your bedside. And so I'll just take. Okay, <laughs> I once made the mistake of taking an obsidian, and making giving it as an offering and saying like, "Will you?" Sh- show me a dream, like, about something that I need to know. And I had a very intense dream that night, and I probably won't do that again, because I think, because oh. obsidian is so strong. Obsidian, yep. Yeah, and so it was, a, uh, It was kind of scary. A that wasn't scary. It was just kind of like, oh, my God. Like, I had a dream, like, I had, like, I, I saw my mom pass away, oh. and it was just kind of like, what's happening? And, and it was just this, um um understanding what what the point was is that like i'm moving into a new part of my life so it's like you're watching parts of you die in a way and like it was more it wasn't about literally my mother it was about the idea of like a phase of motherhood of my life is now like ended like right. now i'm entering a different stage of motherhood yeah oh, yeah. that's
1: beautiful that's actually really beautiful yeah wow. So, yeah. And I'm sure that those uh, amethyst is also a high vibrational stone. And didn't they isn't didn't you tell us something about putting amethyst under your pillow or something for dreams?
0: Yes. So so some people have said to put it under your pillow for dream recall. I've just used it in the morning when i like, can't remember a dream at all. I'll just hold the amethyst. Yeah. So that that's worked well.
1: So, okay, so the part about, you know, asking our higher self or our guides or something, you know, giving them an offering, um, I, I, I have no idea what my higher self would want. I, other than, you know, like snacks or something. I have no idea. <laughs> so that's kind of cool. Maybe give it some thought. Like, what does my higher self want? Yeah. Definitely snacks.
0: I just go off of, like, the prettiest crystal that I own. Oh, Yeah. And just like a pretty one, and then just be like, Here, I offer you this. It's <laughs> my, pretty.
1: My higher self would be, Thanks, bitch. Now, let's
0: get to this. <laughs> um, another thing that works is there's this tincture, um, and it's called Bobinsana tincture. Okay, we'll say uh, bobin, it again Bobinsana. Okay. B O B I N S A N A. Bobin sana.
1: Bobin sana. Okay.
0: Yep. Yep. Got it. So it is an herb. Um, so it's actually, it's a, it's a plant. So um, you take it and we can make a tincture with it. You can just buy them on Etsy, honestly. I mean, sure. you don't have to make it yourself. But what it does is, it what it actually does is it helps with dream work, but it helps with dream healing. So I've found though, when I take it, so you take it, you take the dropper right before going to bed. And then if you wake up in the middle of the night, you should take it a second time. If you don't wake up, you're fine. Yeah. Okay. You don't have to wake up to take it, but it's just, if it happens, you, you, you can, uh, what I've noticed when I do take that, I'll remember like three or four dreams at a time instead of like just one. So that stuff for me absolutely works.
1: Excellent. Do you think that it's the actual herb or it's the intention behind taking in that herb? Which, I mean, I guess it's kind of the same thing because we don't want to discount the, the you know efficacy of the herb, but that's interesting mm-hmm. to me.
0: Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, I would say it's probably both. With the but... intention, yeah. Yeah.
1: I never remember my dreams. It's very rare. I, there's one dream that I remembered in the last, I'm going to say six months, um, and then this one made me mad. <laughs> And so I'm like, I don't care
0: about it, you know. <clears throat> yeah, so Sana actually comes it comes from the Amazon. And so they've used it for generations. And so they use it to heal the body, um, for enhancing spiritual and shamanic activities. Um, and it it's supposed to also help with um, lucid dreaming as well. Oh, nice. Yeah. All right. Okay.
1: Okay, so that would be something fun to try. I want to try it.
0: Yeah, I yeah, mean, and it's it doesn't hurt, doesn't do anything. Like, no, yeah, right. Also, uh, helps boost your immune system too. Okay, nothing I, wrong with
1: that. I mean, everybody can use a little boost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Does it help with interpreting the dream, or is it just with remembering?
0: It. it's more worth remembering, remembering. I think okay. and I think what the point being that once you remember and you can write it out more in detail yeah once you see it on 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 paper I think you can look at it with more objectivity yeah and really be like oh okay so like maybe this means that and like so I've recently had dreams about uh, visiting family um, and being around my family and just kind of, like, I haven't, like, my family that lives in Nebraska, like, I haven't seen them in, God, I don't know, two years now? Mm-hmm. Um, so, I recently started having dreams about them, and so I, I started writing things down, and, it, yeah, I can see it as I write it down, and when I talk about, like, having conversations with certain people, what that means. Yeah. So, yeah, that's... It, cool just just interesting um, yeah when you when you look at it that way but yeah that's that's why you want to write them down is because it helps the way that that changes the perspective from which you're looking at it and sometimes it also helps if you go back like just days later or weeks later because now you're just looking at it like a written-down story like oh okay like I can understand that better as well um, I've, like I said, I always just share dreams with like my mom, like we would just talk about it. And I've always felt that when I talked about it with someone else, it, it's just you tell me your dream and I tell you mine and we can each like I can tell you, oh, okay, maybe this is because you're feeling, yes, you know, like this because you're feeling like you don't deserve this or whatever um, and I'm just able to look at it better for them so
1: the last dream that I had that I remembered it was really like it was hard hitting it's the type of dream that you keep remembering throughout the day like oh I had that dream last night and um, so I actually reached out to Kathy and I'm like okay let me tell you this this is my dream tell me tell me what you think and, and what she got from it was completely different than what I got from it and then when you put the two together I was like oh yeah. And mm-hmm. it was a weird dream. I was in this house, um, it, it was, and it was converted. It was like this old Victorian house, and it was converted into a hair salon, and there were six other women in there. And I left the room, and they, I came back, and they had all found this big stash of coffee, coffee packets. And uh-huh. they had t- taken them all and hadn't left any for me. And I'm like, dude, if you each just give me two packets, then I'll have a dozen, and then you'll have a lot. And, and they uh-huh. wouldn't. Uh, well, I was pissed. <laughs> I was You're like, right well," uh, uh, and I took some. So we needed to get to the bottom of that. So yeah, dreams are weird.
0: <laughs> they they are. They are weird. So did you figure out like what what that meant? For you or... And
1: yeah, I started to because it felt like I was giving, 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 you know, like with what I do, you know, my job, you know, mm-hmm. readings and all that stuff. And, you know, I'm giving, giving, helping others. And, you know, when it, and, and I, I felt like, you know, when it came time, like, well, how come nobody ever thought of me? How come? How? <laughs> so it was a little uh, bit of a Leo, mm-hmm. Leo, like, wait a minute, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't know. I mean... Once I figured out that I was mad about, you know, how come I, then I had to do a little bit deeper into it and like, am I giving myself what I need? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that I, that okay. was a rabbit hole.
0: Yeah. No, but see, that's that's the importance of dreams. And it's interesting. I find it most interesting for people that don't normally remember your dreams when you do remember a right. dream. It's like you are meant to remember this. Like there was clearly a message for yes, you there. Yes.
1: And I never remember my dreams.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Right. Man, my husband doesn't either. Every once in a while, he'll have one, then he'll tell me about it, and and but it's very, very rare. Where I'm like, cause he'll ask me all the time, "What did you dream about?" I'm like, "Do you really want to know?" Cause it was just a bunch of like, it was just. Most of the time, my stuff is processing my day. Yeah. I, I remember when I first started designing. And I'd be on the computer for, I don't know, four hours at a time, at least, working on someone's kitchen. And then I would be so involved with this design. And obviously, it's all in my head. And I'd end up having dreams of designing this kitchen in my dreams. And I'm like, oh, I would wake up and I'd be like, oh, I just worked for like another (laughs) eight hours for free. Free. For you bill your client and be like, look. (laughs) <laughs> your, your kitchen cost me eight hours of sleep you're paying I'm for it so mad i was so mad and you know that's happened to, that's also happened to me um my first reading uh that i ever booked with sam um the night before the the night before i had my reading with her i had like a whole dream about her like, and so I remember telling her, I'm like, you know, you work in the astral realm. I'm like, you should maybe charge a little extra. Because right. <laughs> I think you gave me like two readings. I was like dreaming that she was giving me a reading. Oh my God. No, so was, was like the,
1: the things that she was telling you in the readings in your dreams,
0: did that come out in a real life reading? I don't remember what she was saying in the reading. No, it was more just like, just the fact that she was there. Yeah. And but and I when I told her about it though she did say that that clients tell her that all the time.
1: Oh, I wonder if she's traveling. Like she's traveling. she does. Yeah, very yeah. cool.
0: Yeah, she does. But I think that's, that's cool. That, that happens. Uh, I'm like, it's uh, I got two readings. Uh, right. Double the, yeah. <laughs> <Wait a minute. laughs> kind of. I mean, I don't, I, that, I honestly don't really remember what was happening in the dream, but I just know she was there. So if anything, it kind of just made me feel more comfortable with her once I got to the actual reading. Yes. Cause it was like, oh, I know you. Yeah. So maybe that's the whole point of her astral is, mm-hmm. is just uh, building the rapport with the client on the soul level. Before, you know, in, we, we meet in the physical, which is pretty cool.
1: That's very cool. So, and it actually ties in. So, okay. When we're dreaming, we're in the fourth, the fifth, right? Those six dimensions because it's all about consciousness. or so alpha, beta, theta, all those gamma, delta, all of that, right? Mm-hmm. So when we're in those consciousness, we're in another dimension, okay? Mm-hmm. And when we're in that dimensional consciousness, we're actually chilling and doing our job. So that's another thing when people dream and they have, you know, they're these crazy dreams like with me, I don't, un- I don't remember my dreams because typically what I'm doing is I'm doing, I'm working, I'm teaching, I'm doing stuff on the other side. So there's really no reason for me to remember it unless mm-hmm. I have to, in which case I do. So, um, you know, yeah, that's, again, you can tie all of that into those, those levels of consciousness and energy and science. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, okay, so one of the other things you can do just to improve your recollection of dreams. so uh, if if you want to improve your recall skills, and what this is going to do is going to help. it's it's a memory exercise Ooh. that's not just gonna help with dreams, but it's also just gonna help with recall in general. Like,
1: okay, so. I need this.
0: <laughs> so this is like when you start by setting daily recall targets. So I think we talked about this about so like if you go like, let's say you're making your breakfast and you're like, okay I'm going to set my coffee mug on the right hand side of my coffee pot, whatever, and then I'm going to walk away or whatever. And so you go, you walk away from it and. And you um, say this, like you can say it in your head, just focus on it for a little bit. Like they're to the right of the coffee pot, right of the coffee pot, right of the coffee pot. And then you, you know, go about your day, come back to it. And and then when you come back into the kitchen, you know exactly where it's at, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You can do this with your slippers another yeah. day. So you don't want to keep doing the same thing every single no, day. Right, you want yeah. to like, so change it up. You like your slippers, your keys, your, your dog leash or something. So remember where, you know, see where you left it and then make your, uh, these like mental notes that it's right here and it's underneath the windowsill to the left side of the plant or whatever. You know, just be specific. Don't just be like, I left them in the corner. Like it's, you got to be specific. So once you start doing this, so you want to start doing with just one target a day and then eventually you can increase the amount amount of targets up to like four a day. So this is improving the power of your memory just in general but it's also going to improve your recollection and that's going to translate into your dreams.
1: Very cool, very cool.
0: The main thing though too, like this one's effortless, is just setting the intention before you go to sleep. Yeah. Again. So like like you said what's the difference between taking a Valbesana tincture or setting the intention? I mean, it doesn't hurt to do both, mm-hmm. but if you if you like want to start tonight, you can just set the intention like I have the intention tonight to recall my dream for whatever message is you know I'm meant to have yeah and then
1: that's it mine would be I want to know what I'm doing that I'm not remembering right like I set the intention to remember you know uh, any life on the other side activities that I perform when I'm sleeping but don't remember
0: Mm -hmm. that would be interesting
1: that would be really cool
0: yeah so I, I and it's I know a lot of people talk about um, like lucid dreaming. Have you ever had a lucid dream?
1: Not that I'm aware of. And whenever I try to read about it, I'm very disinterested. So that's my cue: like, <laughs> eh, it's not for you. But there's a member of our group, um, Evelino, and he actually is quite skilled at lucid dreaming. So um, I would Ooh. love to have him on sometime and talk to him about, like, dude, what do you do? How do you do it? How, what's that? What's that? How does that happen?
0: Yeah. I know with lucid dreaming, it used to be like, that was just like a pseudoscience because all it was, was people who would talk about their experiences. But just in like the last, I think it's like 20 years, 25 years, um, there has actually been a lot more research done on the scientific level yeah. like for lucid dreaming that it, it is truly a state of consciousness yeah. that people go into, um, and, and the, the benefits of, if you want to, though, I just feel like with with lucid dreaming, the most of the times that I hear of people doing it, it's like a bad experience. Right. It's like there's some entity that walked into my room and I couldn't move. And I'm like, you know, like they're frozen. And I'm like, ah, oh, that's scary. And,
1: and, you know, I don't I have a not to get off on tangent, but I have a, a, a sleep paralysis. I don't know. I You know, I've done mm-hmm. some research into it. I think it's 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 a, it's not technically sleep paralysis it's just you're your physical you're you're in the astral realm you're out of body yeah. you, you can't you 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 know what's going on because you're lucid but you mm-hmm. can't move your body because you're not in your body and people are like i'm being held down by a demon or some nonsense like that or um, you know it's like oh for god's sakes
0: that's that's
1: that, that, that's the science doesn't support that theory
0: yeah so okay so last thing i just wanted to for anyone that's interested my favorite dream encyclopedia is by james r lewis and i will link it in in the show notes um for anyone that's interested i like it because it talks about a lot about like rem like uh nice. just the, sta- the states of dreaming the psychological approaches to approach to dreams there's just a lot of information yeah. that i don't want to get too technical with today. But if you're interested in learning more, like there's a lot of cool stuff in there. Um, the other thing though, do not, don't discount just the value of being able to share your dreams with other people. Right. Like I know I've joked, like nobody cares about your dreams, but, (laughs) (laughs) but, but, um, but it's important sometimes especially if you can remember it and it's like you said if it sticks to you it's one of those that like it's hard for you to let go of it's usually there's a message there but if you're having trouble interpreting it share it with someone so like i would totally be down to like if you want to share a dream that you've had that stuck to you in our group please like yeah, because, like, I want to tackle it and, like, see if I can, like, dig out more for you. Well, and, you know, I approve
1: those posts 90% of the time. I mean, occasionally you'll get in there before me and approve something. But um, yeah. but anytime there's a dream post, I always tag one of our other members, um, um, H- uh, Hammer. But, um, man, I'll I'll tag you in those, too, so we can have all sorts of people interpreting them i love watching other people interpret dreams
0: yeah i i like doing it just it's just fun okay okay we'll tag each other pinky swear okay (laughs) okay we're doing pinky swear here (laughs) you can't see us but we're doing it (laughs) all right uh okay
1: what else um you got any closing vibe we want to talk about
0: uh i don't
1: but i think you do i do i do actually Okay, yeah. So what I want to talk about this week is that earlier, someone had asked me how they develop their clairvoyance faster. I get these questions a lot from people. It's not just my intuitive development students. It's just people that generally want to know, well, how do I develop that faster? And, Mm -hmm. you know, so the first thing I did was I asked them, which of your clairs is the strongest? And they were like, I'm not really sure. So then I'm like, okay, well, which one do you typically receive information through? And again, they really didn't know. And, and that's, that's not, that's on, that's common. Like people just mm-hmm. don't know. Mm-hmm. So then I asked them, okay, so how often do you set energetic boundaries with others? Right. Um, and they are like, well, how do I do that? So again, <laughs> <laughs> empaths are, many of us are walking around unskilled and untrained through no fault of their own. This isn't, we're not taught this in school, which we should be. Um, So, you know, a a lot of times people are like, I don't know how to do any of that, but Mm -hmm. how do I develop faster? (laughs) I'm like, well, you got to slow your roll. Okay. So at this point I realized the conversation had headed into a different direction. And so my answer is layered basically. All right. So, okay. When we unwrap a gift, most people want to get right to the good stuff without a lot of that pesky tape and paper. But we can't do that with our intuitive abilities. Um, If you want to develop a clairvoyant clarity and easily recognize visuals, signs, symbols, um, you have to go through that learning process like any new skill that you are going to master. It's no different than roller skating. So one of the reasons that many intuitives, empaths, channels, mediums, healers, all of, you know, et cetera, one of the reasons that we suffer from anxiety, exhaustion, and just generally sometimes feeling overwhelmed is because we try to use those abilities without any sort of solid, energetic foundation to build upon. Okay a lot of times um, I remember a couple of years ago I was um, I had met two intuitives and I'm like, well what are your guys' processes How do you you know set your boundaries how do you do those things And they're like, well we don't like to label it and I'm like do you like uh, being exhausted? do you like it was the dumbest thing and I'm like, all right well. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what to tell
0: you. That just sounds like they did not want to share anything.
1: I, you know, it was really weird. It was, it was hmm. that whole we're too cool to. That do sounds all like that. ego.
0: It, it, mm-hmm. it was
1: ego and age. I mean, they were like, you know. In their young 20s, and they had no idea, which, you know, I'm not criticizing them because, you know, none of us have any idea when we first started out. Again, this shit isn't taught in school, but, um, you know, it, 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 there was, I was like, well, I'm not really gonna mess with that then. But you mm-hmm. do you. Mm-hmm. Hope yeah. that works out for you. But, yeah. So people want to read people. Or situations without first having any sort of strong energetic boundaries in place for their own energy. But I don't know that people understand that they need that. So that's why I try to explain that as, you know, carefully, as, as clearly as possible. So, and of course, you know, that feels familiar, especially to us empaths, we want to take care of, others before we even worry about ourselves so that is um a very it's it's a lovely trait to have to want to take care of others but you have to make sure that you fill your own cup first yeah. especially when it comes to your energetic body all right so there's just a few things um that that uh, that will help first you have to learn to manage your empathic abilities by being able to identify the difference between your own energy and the emotions of others that's critical that's absolutely foundational for being uh, developing any sort of intuitive abilities yeah you have to learn to set airtight physical and energetic boundaries in order to better maintain the flow of energy and the information coming in and boundaries aren't just Um, sort of like energetic they're also physical um, by asking for what you need they're emotional Mm -hmm. all of that stuff so you really need to learn how to speak your truth and ask for what you need that's how you set Mm -hmm. boundaries Mm -hmm. Um, and then learning how to become a strong conduit for universal energy to flow through you And then how to maintain that flow and boundaries throughout your day. Reiki is a great way to learn how to channel energy. Your Reiki practitioner should be teaching you how to channel, 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 channel. So many Yusui master teachers want to focus on all of this super traditional, super secret stuff, right? And that's (laughs) great, but any sort of energy work your body is the channel and it is flowing through you and any good Reiki teacher should teach you how to channel okay Okay. Um, And then as you learn how to do all of this, then your connection to source energy is going to grow. It's going to strengthen your energy centers, open up all of your chakras. They start to Mm. flow more freely. And then your intuitive abilities begin to show themselves and sort of take shape. And this is when they begin to strengthen. So it's a natural flow to the process. You can't make. So basically how do I, you know, strengthen or learn these things faster? By doing all those things that I just said, that's how you do that. Um, If you want to be a stronger intuitive, you first have to be a stronger empath. And I know that not everybody identifies as an empath. A lot of people see it as this disempowering sort of emo, you know, depressed, you know, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah, which is not true at all. But, um, however. Every single one of us is a spiritual being. We're energetic beings. And that gives every single one of us the ability to sense energy. So, you know, it's... If if you can sense it, you can manage it. And if you can manage it, you can master it. So, again, a process. So... Um, I'm just gonna do a little plug here. Um, Learn how to do that, mastering your empathic abilities by joining my workshop for empaths. um, Live discussion. It's on September 11th, so you've got about you know you got a little over 30 days. And and this workshop is also gonna be able be open available for digital download if you can't make it live. Um, And just visit um, thewokakashik.com to register. And It's like 22 bucks, so it's a good deal.
0: Yes. There
1: you go. That's my closing vibe. Be a badass empath and then you'll be a badass intuitive.
0: I had a question for you. How does it feel for you when you pick up someone else's energy? Does it feel like it's sitting in a different part of your body? Um,
1: I feel it in um, typically my gut Um, So it feels to me like anxiety. And it doesn't matter if it's not anxiety. Whatever it is, it feels like anxiety. So I know that I've picked something up that's not mine. That's my body's way of saying, get the fuck out. And so then I do my, um, I just strengthen, I do my sovereignty exercises, right? Strengthen it, Mm -hmm. claim it, that sort of thing. What's it feel like for you?
0: Uh, It feel, I get it like right in my heart. In your heart. Like right in my chest. Yeah, It's just like. And it's just, it's like something, like someone put a brick oh. on my chest and I'm just like, get off of me.
1: Right, right. And it doesn't matter what it is that you're sensing. It always manifests as like a heartbreak.
0: Yeah, like a heartbreak. So yes. what do you do to get rid of it? I do the grounding exercise. Nice. I just sit there and do some, just do some breath work. Mm-hmm. And, and then also like imagine, uh, like do the grounding, like whether I do like the one that you taught me from the the crown yep. or or the growing the roots or mm-hmm. but a lot of it for me is just grounding just grounding my energy yep. and just connecting and also like um probably something that I learned from my mom like remember we talked about like how she tells spirits to f off
1: <laughs> like immediately
0: turns to violence yes I remember that in detail so, it's my favorite story ever so a little bit of that also being like Get off me. Like, I don't get your fucking shit <laughs> off me. I don't want it.
1: <laughs> um, so, yeah, remember that your aura, your soul, your etheric field, whatever it is, um, you want to call it that goes out around you 15 feet above and below. So anybody that Uh, steps within that is going, you're going to feel that stuff. So that's why it's so important to claim that energy because you can't necessarily kick their energy out of yours, but you can uh, say, I'm not going to pick up your stuff. You can't jump on my stuff. You can't have any of my energy. Like, you know, it's, like you're in a crowded bus, you can't necessarily, uh-huh. you know, tell people to get off, but you can mm-hmm. maintain your personal space.
0: Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. That's great. Yeah. yeah. All right, so I think that's everything we have for today. Now, Joe, what are we talking about next week?
1: Next week, I want to talk about the dark night of the soul and what that looks like for people and how to help people sort of navigate it.
0: Wow, that's that's gonna be amazing. Yeah, yeah. I I'm think a lot of people. I didn't even know that I, like that was a thing or that I had gone through that. But like, it's funny, like reading up on that and like learning more about that. I'm like, Oh, yeah. that's what that was. So. Everybody
1: has one, but they're different for different people, you know? Yeah. And so uh, some people, they are these big traumatic, you know, um, mm-hmm. experiences. And other people are like, you know, Oh, I had my Kundalini awaken. <laughs> right. right <yeah. laughs>
0: All right. Well, uh, I,
1: I'll, How did that feel? It sucked. All right. Well, there's a dark night of the soul for you. You had a gray night of the soul more.
0: Yes. All right. Okay. Well, uh, before we sign off, I did just want to remind you, um, again, please visit our website. If you haven't left a review for us on Apple podcast, there is a direct link on our website now. So you can just pop on there and leave us a review. Please leave us a review also if you have suggestions for episodes stuff that you want to hear about there is a contact form on our website you can just directly send us a little message saying hey how about you guys talk about this and we're totally open so it is
1: next it's a next level website you guys seriously (laughs) you can do everything on there find a recipe probably if you if you (laughs) search i don't know
0: put a put a recipe (laughs) up there for for sana. right all right um
1: hey you can find us on all the socials um under esoterics podcast um we have a new um, pinterest account which is super fun so um please follow us on pinterest and Um, Pin our posts and, and, you know, help us grow that. Um, I really have fun with that and go down the rabbit hole there. And be sure to join our Facebook group, the Woke Akashic, where you're going to hear firsthand about all of our classes and events. And um, so I do some, I offer some specials there, special pricing for group members only. Um, Fiora, um, um, what sort of offers do you have, group-only offers?
0: group only offers i have readings up Ooh. so yeah i have the uh birth chart oracle tarot reading which can be structured around finance career nice or love um yeah okay so, all that's on there
1: that's very fun
0: very fun i love it get you get you get your
1: stuff read people oh and you can find yes. us on instagram and tiktok too yes have, have you have we done anything on tiktok recently
0: actually you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna teach a grounding exercise on our uh, grounding exercise how to channel energy exercise oh. on TikTok. yes
1: yes thank you thank you we, yeah. this is necessary information that people yeah. need to know
0: and the, yeah this is when i learned from a book when i was little so I'll i'll make that today i'll post it up there i'm excited see what see what happens all right, well, thank you guys for sharing space with us today. Stay mystical, magical, and ready to do it again next week.
1: Thanks, guys. It was fun.
0: Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.